0: You're listening to Nathan Shansky and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. All right, what's up, guys? How are you doing today? So glad you were listening. So you consume content on a daily basis, right? Whether it's podcasts, books, social media, movies, television, you're, I mean, you're literally consuming content right now by listening to my podcast, right? So how do we go about consuming all this content that we listen to so often while still protecting ourselves from the bad parts of it or the poisonous messages in it that could possibly be harmful to us. So today, we are talking all about that and how I keep myself personally protected in these types of areas when I'm consuming content, but yet still informing myself when it comes to all this content I intake, and then how you can do that too, and things you can learn along the way from the way I do it. And this all kind of started actually as a conversation with a friend of mine that I was having, and I was like, I'm gonna turn this into a podcast episode. (laughs) So here we are, um, and I really do think that this is a very important topic to talk about in a time like today where so much content is just absolutely pummeling our airwaves, right? Um, So sound good? All right, I will see you guys in the episode. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Chansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week and let's commit to learning, growing, and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. All right, consuming content. Let's talk about it. So this idea for this episode came up when I I actually had posted a book list recommendation on my Instagram stories, and then um, someone I know in person actually DM'd me a message after I posted one of the books, and um, they basically said something like, "Wow, like, I'm I'm really s- surprised that you like this book, that you'd so highly recommend this book, um, because I found when I read it there was actually a lot like I didn't agree with or that didn't align with my worldview." And me personally, I um, speaking in my voice. So I'm not quoting anymore. Um, I actually share a lot of this person's worldview as well. So to me, like when someone says that, you know, I step back and I'm like, oh yeah, like good point, like yeah, whatever. But mainly, what I had said to them wasn't uh, wasn't like, oh wow, like yeah, I've never thought about that way. It was more along the lines of, oh yes, I totally understand why maybe this book would not be at the top of your list or why you maybe had a few red flags with this book. However. When I read something or when I consume a lot of different types of content, I usually go into it understanding, or not usually, probably always, go into understanding that there's going to be some things that I take home with me, and then there's going to be some things that I uh, leave in the shelf, so to speak. So there's going to be some things that I agree with and some things that I don't agree with, but I don't view some disagreements as a reason to completely write off a book or a piece of content or whatever it is, uh, I do think that there's got to be balance there. And again, like this applies to books, this applies to podcasts, social media, personal advice from people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this kind of applies everywhere to wherever we are intaking someone else's opinion, someone else's advice, someone else, someone else's content, whatever it is. But the fact is, if you only listen to people you a hundred percent agree with. I think you will find yourself very limited in what you actually are listening to, right? I, I fully believe that. I think wisdom can come from outside opinions and sources that you don't fully agree with on every single topic. Now, maybe there'd be people who would kind of like fight me or challenge me on that. That's totally fine, but that is the way I see it. And I, I mean, I even think wisdom can come from people you don't like, right? Like you don't have to like someone To get a lot from them, you can get a lot from someone that maybe you're not even like, oh, yeah, I love that person as a person, right? I'm not saying you should really closely associate with them or closely follow and consume from them. But at the end of the day, I do think that to restrict yourself to this, like, certain amount of people that you 98% agree with, I do think you are really limiting yourself in the wisdom that you can glean from other different places. Uh, I think that this balances us and that it gives us perspective. Uh, but again, this this all like this conversation I was having made me realize It'd be so cool to do an episode kind of on how to critically think when consuming content because it's something that I do so regularly and it's maybe something that you do regularly without even knowing it is that we we intake content through the filters of what we believe is right and true and whatever. And you're an adult, you can do this, right? (laughs) Um, I, I believe that comes with adulthood, you know, when you're a kid, your, your parents are like, you can't watch that, or you can't do that because they're afraid that any little piece of, uh, different opinion is going to maybe, uh, kind of send you into this spiral of like, wrong thinking or I don't know maybe my parents were just like that um but I think it's different when you're an adult because as an adult you have the maturity I would hope to really make those decisions and be born be more discerning obviously guard your heart we'll get into that a little more but don't shelter to yourself to the point where you are lost in just being naive so I'm gonna kind of break this down and in a couple different ways um, and how we kind of filter through the content that we consume. So first I want to talk about from a perspective of how do we see content and filter content through our values. So I think first and foremost, it's very important to know what your personal values are. Now, what do I mean when I say values? Well, I think that values have to do with the hierarchy of literally what you value across your life. So across anything in your life. So for me, I highly value my faith. That's pretty much number one for me. And then for me, I also value my character and how my reputation, well, I'd say it's more my character, not necessarily just my reputation, but my character. If I'm kind, if I'm trustworthy, if I'm honest, if I'm uplifting, like these are things that I want to be ingrained and engrossed in my character i highly value my family my wife and eventually hopefully lord willing my children as well and my brothers and my sister i guess i have more, and more sisters um and that sorry their in-laws that sounded so weird uh, my parents um you know, my community, I value inspiring people. I value helping people, impacting people. You know, all these things are kind of like in my top five, top five list of what does Nathan Chansey value. And so the, yeah, these are my values. These kind of, it's like the things that kind of stand out over sort of everything else in a big way. So knowing these, I don't want to throw them out the window easily because I've established that these are things that I highly, highly value. So when I'm consuming content, and when I this is what I want you to do when you're consuming content: you have to really know and establish what these values are for you. And yours, again, maybe similar to mine categorically, but maybe different in a uh, more detailed, specific way. But know what those values are for yourself, and then that is the lens in which you use to view and consume content. Because again, you don't want to throw them out easily. So when content, some sort of content, some piece of content is threatening one of your top values, that should come as a red flag to you, right? So let me give you an example. I heard a podcast recently, and I love this podcast, by the way, um, but the podcast host basically said something to the tune of, uh, I mean, I maybe just, if I could give you a soundbite of it, it basically was something to the tune of, you know, I saw one of my friends online and they were spending time with their family and they were like in the park and kind of just like letting the time go to waste and, um, you know, playing, I don't know, like playing with their kids and their family and having a good old time in leisure And basically the the host said, but I'm out here working and that's how I'm ahead of you is because the days that you take off, I'm using to get ahead. So that's why I can like level up against some of these people. And immediately I was like, oh, okay, well, that's 1010% not aligned with my family values because I'm that person that would very happily and intentionally take a day off of work or multiple to spend time with my family. And when I get to the end of my life, I know that what's going to be most important to me is the time I spent with people and the time I impacted people. And especially those closest to me, like my family that I sowed into, which ultimately I believe has eternal impact, not just this earthly impact. So it really kind of, you know, threw me into this place with this podcast. So I was like, all right, that's not for me, obviously. And it wasn't really a, it wasn't like, Ooh, that's like, like, a, I don't want to say sinister, but like, Ooh, that's a tricky one that I wouldn't have known. Like pretty easily I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I do not align with that at all. Um, so let me give you another example. So there, there was a different podcast I was listening to and well, multiple, I think I've said this, but anyway, it doesn't matter which one it is, but I was like listening to another podcast or I've seen this in posts all over the place. And it, it was kind of like talking about the people in your life that aren't maybe inspiring you towards your goals or they're not as, uh, what's the word successful as you. Thank you to myself. Um, (laughs) they're not as successful as you and they're not, um, you know, whatever it is, just as motivated, I don't know, whatever it is, just kind of like, it's not like these elitist people that are pushing you onto your goals. And basically the sentiment was to just get rid of them, right? Because the people that aren't pushing you, the people that are bringing you down or my favorite, which I hear all the time is that the people that are quote unquote toxic, get rid of them, just get rid of them. And I, you know, (sighs) that's not a line for me. It's not a line for me at all, especially when it comes to my values. I believe that not everybody is here for me. I think that I'm here for a lot of other people and I hope that I serve people more than they serve me. And I'm not just here to get, I'm here to give. So to me, that's not aligned with me because I believe that there's certain people that quote unquote may bring me down, but if I can bring them up, that is worth it. And maybe even if it's like more of a opportunity where I can mentor them and bring them up because they're not where I am, awesome. That's worth it to me. And what's what's more important, it's worth it to them. And it makes an impact on them. And so to me, I'm like, you know, my goals are less uh, financial and success award-oriented, whatever it is, and they're more people oriented. And I don't see just cutting everybody out of your life who you see as a potential threat of something as a good, (laughs) a good thing to live by. So to me, that was a red flag. So you can kind of understand how to see these things as your values, to hold them tightly, to hold them clearly. And then it helps you to view through that lens, what is for you and what is not for you. And then be resolute on that. Don't waver on that. And again, if you if, if there's certain times in life where, where maybe your values change slightly, tweak slightly because of informed information, absolutely go about that with discretion and wisdom. But at the same time, don't give up your values lightly and just be tossed by whatever waves of whoever's talking to you. Okay. Another perspective I want you to kind of view this through is through the perspective of your fundamental worldview. So we're kind of taking a step further. We're kind of taking a layered in deeper from our values and we're going to the worldview, right? So this gets into things like, you know, what do you believe about your meaning in life? What do you believe about how you were created? What do you believe about how the world works and how, yeah, like who made the world, all those different types of things. And it's important to know your your worldview and to constantly feed it, and to reinforce it. So for me, and this isn't saying this is for everybody, but for me, I'm not going to assume that everybody on this listening to me is a Christian, but I do think for me, well, sorry, I've said for me like 20 times, okay, sorry. Okay, so for me, my most important worldview is that I am a Christian, and I believe in the Bible, right? So I don't believe Ultimate truth comes from how I define it. I believe that ultimate truth is much bigger than me, and it's not sourced from me. So then, what is my source? I believe God's Word is my source of ultimate truth. So, what that looks like for me on a manifestation basis is that the Bible and meditation and prayer is something that I indulge in every single day because I do believe that that feeds my worldview of believing that those things are my source of truth. And so that's the lens through which I see everything else because again, I'm inundating myself with that worldview every single day and I do think that if I didn't inundate with my, myself with that every single day, I would be more likely to sway away from it. It's almost like my BS detector is less likely to work or aka I'm probably gonna hear the Holy Spirit less if I'm not spending as much time with him uh, so and by the way Holy Spirit is just another word for God or is another name for God if you're wondering. Um, but anyway, once I know it, then I stand firm in it and I don't waver. So again, this is the worldview that I see everything else through. And it's very important to know like what your worldview is and then to see everything else through that. This isn't to say that you can never doubt. You know, doubters are absolutely welcome at at God's table if you are a Christian. And you know, like doubters are welcome, I'm pretty sure at every other table as well. Um, This isn't to say you can't research, you know, like I even, you know, I'd say even as a Christian, I believe you can gladly research. I've researched a lot about my Christian faith from even a non-biblical perspective, if that makes any sense what I'm saying. And what I found is that the Bible and uh, Christianity stands very strongly, even in terms of historical accuracy, even in terms of uh, all those different... I'm not even going to go into that uh, right now. But what I've found is that even when I research, i figured out this is the worldview that I have, and I stand firm in it. it It's its not wavering. But again, to know where you stand and not let everyone else walk all over you is very important so that when some com- something comes up that fundamentally disagrees, that's not for you, right? And that's what you tell yourself. Yeah, that's, nah, that one's not for me. Or else, at least do your research and see if it is or isn't. Or, my personal favorite, I ask God. I ask God because God, again, for me, is my ultimate source of truth. All right, my photographer friend. I want to talk to you about one of the most important parts of your brand as a photographer. Your editing. Do you ever find yourself so proud of your photos after photo shoot, but you get home and you open them in Lightroom and you're finding that they just are not editing the way you imagined? Or do the technicalities of Lightroom just like overwhelm you and you don't know half of why you do what you do in Lightroom and now you're constantly re-editing photos and uh, I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. I functioned that way in Lightroom for the first couple years as a photographer, actually. And it cost me so much time, energy, and confidence in my work. But then I decided I was going to learn Lightroom inside and out. It took me years of work sifting through stuffy long YouTube videos and tons of trial and error So when I came out on the other side of this, I knew there had to be a better way because the empowerment that I had after comprehensively learning how to edit was incredible and transformed my photography work. But how could I package this knowledge in a concise, easy to understand format for others? Well, I did it and I'm so proud of it. And it's called the photo editing course. So this Power Punch course is a six-hour, 29-episode masterclass of how to edit photos in Lightroom Classic. Its technical section fully covers everything in the library and develop modules, and its creative section covers my best and tried-and-true creative secret tricks to making your photos drop-dead gorgeous. You can even watch me edit my photos from start to finish for 50 straight minutes. This course is more than a coaching call with me or mentorship could ever provide you on the topic of editing at a fraction of the cost of a six-hour mentorship, I might add. So if you are ready for the first and last editing course you will ever need, if you're ready to take massive pride in the kind of edits your amazing photos deserve, head down to those show notes to learn more about the course, and I can't wait to see you dive in. Uh, I also think that volume, especially when you talk about worldview and differing worldviews and intaking different worldviews, volume is important. So what I mean by volume is if your diet of influence is heavy on the alternative worldviews, and it's maybe light on the more aligned worldviews with you, that's going to naturally impact you. That's not like a question that's pretty much defined as what you eat is who you are type situation. So I do think that when you ingest alternate worldviews, you have to go light if you don't want to be heavily impacted by them and you have to be more hyper aware. So I, and by the way, this This is not talking, when I talk about volume of consume something non-aligned with light volume and consume something very aligned with heavy volume, I'm not talking about something that is clearly immoral. If your morals are compromised by ingesting a certain type of content, that does not really matter if it's a heavy or light volume. Uh, I do believe that if something is compromising your morals, you shouldn't have any volume whatsoever of that. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm not really talking about that. I'm more so talking about a differing opinion or a different, uh, somebody who's giving you advice on something, but potentially they have a different, deeper worldview. So again, the moral of the story, um, whether it's content creators, authors, podcasters, whatever it is, like a lot of these people are going to come at you with differing worldviews. And you have to look at it from the perspective of Okay, what they're saying may be good at face value, but but are our worldviews aligned so that if they do say something that kind of infringes on the worldview topic, I'm ready and I'm I'm knowing that mm, yep, yeah, maybe we disagree here a little bit. And so I can filter what I'm listening to through that understanding. So number three, I want to also talk about this kind of changing gears just a little bit, but from a perspective of the people you choose to trust with your attention and time. So actually talking about the actual person kind of behind the content. The best way I can put this uh, point is not everybody is someone you should listen to. You know, obviously, this is true. Obviously, this is the case. But I think we need to be reminded of this, especially in an age where education isn't certified or degree based, which, by the way, I'm happy about. But it does make us kind of, you know, there's no standard education and certification in a lot of the things that we listen to. So it really keeps you more accountable to self certify and, uh, yeah, self standardize what's right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So my advice, And this is just like my personal advice from experience and what I've really found is very helpful for me. You may find it different, but I do think this is very important. Look at the people you trust with your attention time from the perspective of the people that you trust and the people that you trust, you're going to go deep with them and actually do what they say and consume a lot from. Okay. So let me elaborate a little bit. I think that there's so many people out there who have a very long list of those they consume from. And I think too many conflicting teachers can really confuse and lead to stagnation for you as the as the person being educated. I think it can be just this overwhelming mass of people speaking to you all different things at the same time on the same topics. And you're overwhelmed because you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm hearing from so many different people, all these different opinions. Whereas if you would kind of shorten the list and you would make it people that you really trust and you can really press into their words, you would probably get a lot more success just squeezing all the juice out of maybe one, two, three, four, five of them instead of 20, 30, 40 of them. Okay. My advice, maybe part two is again, I would have a short list of people who you absorb info from the best. So not just people that you trust necessarily but also people that you know you find as your as a uh as the student. You find as the student that you take and receive and absorb information from the absolute best. I truly think it is not about finding the best advice, like objectively the best advice at all times. It's about finding the best advice for you. Don't force a coach. Who you don't like. Don't force a book just because everyone else loves it. If you, don't, if you don't vibe with that author and you're not taking things in, don't don't finish it. You know, I had um I had a situation this past year where I was reading this book that um so many people talk about and rave about. It's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I remember I was going through it and I was like, this is a freaking classic, like especially for like entrepreneurs, like I gotta read this. So anyway, I go through this book and I'm just gonna be honest. I did not like it. I did not understand it. It was so overly wordy for me. It bored me. I thought he repeated himself like a a bazillion times and the book could have been like a fourth of the size and just as effective. And it just like drove me nuts. Now I will say I may read that maybe later, maybe I'm not like mature enough to read it, but like I may read that later and look at it and, and think to myself, in a different perspective. Wow. I love that book now. Maybe that I've lived a couple more years or that it hits me at this point in life. But at the time I was like, this is not, this is not it. And I remember just like slaving away through this book and be like, I gotta read it. I gotta read it. I gotta read it. When in the, when in the end, I don't even think right now I could give you one thing that I learned from that book. I don't even remember a single thing. If you ask me to take a test right now and write something down, from that, I would probably get a failing grade because I don't know what I tell you. And so I look at that and I'm like, why did I finish it? If I wasn't able to absorb information from it, I would have better I would have been better off reading another book over again. That I had just gotten so much better information from the first time and reading it twice or five times. You know what I'm saying, don't just force something because everyone else loves it. Everyone else thinks it's so great or because everyone says it's objectively best. If you don't absorb information from that person or thing or whatever it is best, don't indulge in it. It's not don't, yeah, you don't need it. okay. And then everyone else, when I'm talking about this, kind of like when I'm talking about have a short list of people, everybody else i'm not saying to never listen to them and never read those books that you don't really absorb well from but i would say take the take the extra advice the extra content kind of with a grain of salt you know when you follow people don't just follow everyone so that your feed is oversaturated with all these different opinions really zero in on kind of a few books, a few accounts, a few podcasts, a few coaches, and then do what they say. So you don't have to be consistently critically thinking all the time. Um, you're looking for people who are aligned in values, especially ideally worldview as well. Not always. It's not as effective sometimes when you can only take 60% of someone's advice. If 40% of it, you absolutely cannot agree with, because then it's like, well, it might not be the 60 that got them to the successes that they have. It might be the 60 plus the forties is what got them there. So if you don't use the 40 because you don't fundamentally agree with it or align with it, or it, it like compromises your convictions or morals, then you kind of aren't really implementing their entire method, if that makes any sense. So just be careful there. I'm not saying again, like I, I listen to th- I just told you about a podcast or two that I listened to that I was like, yeah, like there was a sound bite once that I didn't agree with, but for the most part, I'd say like 90% of what this person says, I really agree with. Um, so I think it's still very applicable for me to listen to and absorb a lot of information from it. But again, if you get to that place where it's like, yeah, it's more like a 60, 40 situation. I just don't know how much you can really absorb from their influence without kind of missing out on the things that, are still their secrets but you just can't align with them. And on top of that, if you don't look up to somebody, it's like at all, it's going to be very hard for you to take information from them and become a different person. I feel like I said that so wrong. What I'm trying to say is, why would you listen to somebody even if their advice is good if you don't look up to them as a person? There we go. So okay, so I, I think if, if you have like zero interest in being anything like that person someday, why are you listening to that person? Just like ask yourself that. why you listen? If you have z- yeah, why are you listening to that person? Because it to me, that just doesn't mathematically make sense that you would be so indoctrinated by someone you don't even want to be like, right? So I do think it, it, you want to find people who you somewhat to some degree, do you really look up to them. People who you'd like to be a lot like someday in some respect. So, again, keep your pool of influence limited, but concentrated so you can saturate yourself truly with the best of the best. Uh, so, just kind of in closing, stop taking content at face value. If you've been doing that, start critically thinking. Think of people's words as statements, not facts. Uh, another thing I just want to encourage you on is don't think that, or I encourage you, maybe more of a challenge. Don't think even as I give this, you know, spiel on worldview and values, don't think that just because someone has aligned worldview with you or even aligned values with you that you should always take what they say. Many, for me, this is just an example. Many that call themselves Christians, I actually completely disagree with. I know a lot of what they say. Um, and you know, many that I don't, that I completely agree with, right? So there's many people that aren't Christians and I'm like, that really aligns with my worldview and values. So remember, you, you kind of, no matter what, whether you think you agree or you don't, you still have to think shrewdly and critically. And you have to be careful. Like, example, because I like examples because I think they break some of this down. I was one time reading a book and an author talked about wealth in a way of like obsession and deep meditation and manifestation didn't really align with my worldview. So I lost the potency of the book for me. But then I listened to another book and the worldview of this person really did align with me. But then I found that the way he talked about our worldview and the way he talked about our faith was not aligned at all. So in the same way, in just like a different topic, I couldn't agree with those things. Okay. So that's why I'm just kind of like encouraging you, no matter what, think shrewdly and critically about whatever you listen to. All right. So. Was this all helpful for you? If you found this helpful, I would love if you would share this with a friend or maybe a peer who needs to hear this today. Or if you could, I'd love it if you could write me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts telling me how much you are loving the show, especially if you've been like a listener for a while. Um, if you if this is like your first episode, just like chill and enjoy the show. But seriously, having you guys share means the absolute world and promotes the health of the show like nothing else. Um, So thank you so much for the support. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next week.